Welcome to episode 103. Make sure to grab your free gift down below. It's the morning tools. Also make sure to check out the sponsors down below. It's the best way to support this podcast. Today's show is with Brian Grin. Brian is an intermittent fasting expert, wellness coach, author, human movement specialist, and the host of the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. With over 15 years experience in health and wellness, Brian also developed his Fat Burner Blueprint program. This program focuses on nutrition, meal timing, stress management, sleeping like a superhero, and micro workouts. He believes that challenging the body and mind through brief hormetic stressors like fasting, cold warm therapy, resistance training, and sprinting will help you get your body back to what it once was. And now, please enjoy today's show with Brian Grin. Brian, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me on. I, I'm I'm excited to do this. Absolutely. So you're in Chicago, and yep. you uh, were born in that area. Tell us a little bit about your your childhood and growing up, and what got you to uh, becoming an expert on intermittent fasting and, and health and wellness. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I've always been interested in health and wellness. I started uh, just like my own exploration of like lifting weights in like high school. And I just, I just something that just like um, something I enjoyed. And, and then as I got out of college, I think I tried doing the whole corporate thing and it wasn't for me. So just went down my road of health and wellness and yeah, started training individuals out of a small studio and then um, realized that like, nutrition was a pretty big piece of the puzzle so i started to just go down that rabbit hole of nutrition which can continue forever probably um but you know uh yeah you know as far as fasting i uh i had a client who who was you know pre-diabetic and had some um just major uh issues regarding uh blood panel work and needed to sort of turn things around and she she she's the one that sort of got into fasting i was like wow she had unbelievable results this is something that I want to explore on my own and potentially use with clients. And that sort of led me down that road. So I don't have some huge story where I maybe lost like 60 pounds, but uh, uh, had some clients that 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 had some profound benefits on and then it just sort of led me down that road. That's cool. So you're doing it to just become better at your craft and help people improve their lives. Exactly. I love that. Very cool. And you're the host of the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. Mm-hmm. And you're also the the author of the Simple Intermittent Fasting Journal. That's pretty awesome. I love that you you're uh, putting your your message out there for more people to learn and grow more about in fasting. Yeah, uh, the journal. I'm sort of old school. I know there's a lot of apps now where you can record things and this yeah. and that. I'm like I'm I'm sort of old school. I still write stuff in a calendar. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's why I decided to come up with the journal. The journal's been out since like 2017 and. It's still something, you know, I use from time to time. And um, I think it's just important, whatever you're doing, just to be held accountable. And I think it's just a great tool for that. Yep. So it's an actual journal that people like can journal their fasting like journey in or what's yeah, it? Yeah. 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 Not just fasting. It's also like, you know, what you're eating, when you're eating, yeah. um, sleep, stress, things like that. Cool. I love that. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. And then, so what are some benefits? Uh, like, why would somebody want to fast anyway? What, what are some of the benefits? Yeah, I don't even know. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, right. like, oh, <laughs> <knows>. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I think, well, let's just, I'll start with this. Like, 
Yeah. The journey of fasting for myself has, has evolved over time. I think like anything, it, it can be uh, misconstrued or even overused, but I, I think that it can be used as a tool to help with individuals to help it, it, it the most part, I would say, organize their day of eating. Yeah. Um, make sure that there's some structure um, because I feel like with all these diet, let's call them diet trends or sort of like, you know, you go, you got keto, you got carnivore, any of these tools and ways of eating can be taken to too much of an extreme. Yeah. I personally think um, where, you know, people are cutting out complete food groups thinking that's going to make things change. And it might help some people, you know, people who are very, um, let's just say sensitive to eating plants, which there are people that are, you know, obviously they shouldn't, ha they probably shouldn't have plants uh, if that's the case. Yeah. But um, so I guess not going on a tangent, you know, fasting does have many benefits in the sense that it can give you structure for eating, giving yeah. you a window, because a lot of times what happens is if we don't have uh, boundaries about when we're eating, we end up just eating all day. Yeah. And especially close to bed, that's that's not a good recipe for quality sleep and digestion. So I think that's the most important thing. I love it to the to the point where it's just it's a flexible thing. It gives you freedom. It doesn't um it, you sort of work your day the way you want to do your day. It gives you more time too. So Yeah. I love that, man. When you said that gives you freedom, I love I, lo I think of that quote. I think it was Picasso who said it where he said creativity loves constraints. So I do love the idea of like giving yourself kind of those those, those boundaries and that structure to your day. Um, and then you kind of have more freedom and flow too. Right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. For sure. What, how, how early should somebody try to f eat before they go to bed? If that, like how many hours before they absolutely sleep should they stop eating and like have their last meal ideally? Yeah. I mean, you'll talk to some sleep experts and, and you'll hear a, right around like three hours as a yeah. as a good good rule of thumb and um i like another just quick tip i liked for digestion and everything is to go for walks after after mm. after you're eating as well i think that's a good habit to get into as well after a meal go for a walk yeah 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 cool. mm -hmm. i yeah. like that i like that too so don't go take a nap right away go to go for a little walk <laughs> yeah yeah just eating and then laying down is not so good for digestion right. so yeah definitely going for a walk helps blood sugar regulation and helps just get things you know moving in digestion because digestion can take a while so <laughs> yeah i love that idea i love what you said about how it does give it structure for me too it's like so nice to um i usually fast between well i, I start eating around like 11 a.m 12 p.m and i stop eating at like ideally by like six sometimes it goes a little longer maybe seven or eight if it's a, a lot going on but um it's nice because i know yeah. like, cool i'm gonna eat now and then like shut it down and a lot of times just like most people we eat for out of boredom or out of emotional just to f kind of uh what's the word uh indulge in our emotional patterns sometimes too so that is really nice when i'm like oh yeah i'm not gonna eat right now like i'll figure out something else to do instead of go eat a cookie or just drink something for the heck of it <laughs> Yeah, right. Like boredom meeting and, and also like a good rule of thumb too is just eat when you're at a table, not when yeah. you're like driving a car or in a movie theater, uh, you, yeah. know, you know, things like that. I think if you just uh, get into a habit of just sitting down and eating and like yep. taking your time and eating, eating slowly and intentionally, then that can go a long way as well. Yep. Cool. I love that. You said something about sleep 
And I saw also in your Fat Burner Blueprint program, one of the things you say, talk about is sleeping like a superhero. And I <laughs> love sleep. I feel like sleep is like this underrated, people have all these biohacks, they spend all this money on all these like supplements and like nootropics. I'm like, sleep is the most amazing biohack in the world. You don't have to pay anything for it. So can you tell us about that? Like sleeping like, what does that mean sleeping like a superhero? Yeah. So sleeping like a superhero is pretty much what, 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 what I do with clients is we, we figure out a, a good sleep routine. Um, cause a sleep routine starts right when you get up actually. So having yeah. a morning, having a, having a morning room routine and going out for maybe a walk or, or getting some sunlight on your face right then or right then and there, you're already starting a good sleep routine. If that makes yep. any sense. Yep. So, you know, you're getting it, you're, you know, you're, <clears throat> you're going to be on your, a good circadian rhythm. Um, and you know, right when you get up too, like if you're just jumping on screens, I mean, you know, you're not really giving your body time to wake up and, you know, a lot of times cortisol is high in the morning anyway. So yeah. I think having a morning routine and an evening routine, an evening routine, I, I like to say should start maybe an hour before you, you're, you're getting ready for bed. That could be, you know, getting away from screens and, and maybe reading or doing some light meditation or some breath work. Um, I think those are all important ways to just, you know, create some type of sleep optimization routine. Um, and, you know, once you get in the habit of doing that, I think it's, it's, it's something that, you know, you know, like anything else you want to just make be in the habit of doing it every day. Yeah. I love that. Very cool. And having a consistent time that, that you go, that you go to sleep and that you get up, I think is at least for me, like I, I try to find things that work for me, but also I can do with clients and that's a big one. Yeah. Very cool. I love how you said that the morning, the, the sleep routine starts in the morning. And I also <laughs> tell my clients too. It's like my morning routine starts at night before I go to sleep, right? It's like right. getting yourself in bed and even preparing for your nightly routine too. So I love those things that you just said. Yeah. And, and, li and I mean, we talk about sleep the whole time, but like yeah. making sure that you have a, a cool, dark place to sleep is so important. Um, I mean, I can't tell you how many clients where they're, they, they're, they're, their significant other wants like 80 blankets and, and, and they, they don't. So yeah. sometimes it can get a little bit tricky if, you, if you're with someone and, and they want it somewhere else, but, but keeping a cool environment and a dark environment is so important. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Definitely. The darkness helps. I wear a, I wear an eye mask, which is huge. It's such a game changer for me just to have like pitch yeah. black when I'm sleeping. I also put in earplugs as well when I'm sleeping, which is also really nice. Oh, that's good. That's smart. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. And then what are, let's, let's circle back. I do want to talk to you more about morning and nightly routines. Maybe I'll circle back to that, but I do also want to make sure we uh, talk a little bit more about fasting too. So yeah. for somebody that hasn't really fasted much or wants to try it or test it out, what is the best way to start uh, intermittent fasting? Yes. So, I, I always, I call it sort of like a stepladder approach where you just sort of ease your way into it. And typically for most people, it's easiest to just take advantage of that overnight, um, overnight fast that you know, that we all do, unless you're getting up in the middle of the night and eating, which, you know, it could happen, but for the most part, everyone's doing that overnight fast. And instead of maybe just eating at seven 30 in the morning, you push it back in a, a half hour, an hour, and you just gradually do that until it starts to feel a little bit more comfortable. And you don't feel like you have to eat right off the bat. Now, I, now that's a good way to start. If someone's like, well, I love having breakfast and lunch, then that's fine. You don't necessarily have to skip breakfast, 
uh, you know, you can you can maybe work your day around the, the fact that maybe you don't dinner is not that important and, and you can skip dinner. But I mean, for the most pe- part, dinner is a very social thing, something that we do with our family and friends. And most people want to keep that dinner. Yeah. Um, but there there is some research around early time restricted feeding. You know, we're eating and you're closing your eating window earlier on. So, yeah. OK. And then so slowly just push it back a little bit over time and just get build build that habit and get used to it exactly yeah you can slowly push it back and and it'll sort of get you into the routine of of um you know breaking your fast instead of maybe 8 a.m like you do maybe it's 11 a.m or you know whatever sort of fits into your schedule right okay cool yeah and should people work out in a fasted state what if somebody wakes up i like to work out in the morning normally what would you say about that should people work out in a fasted state yeah, so um, I would say that whatever fits into their schedule and whatever works for them, because there's studies both ways, and and I think it depends. Um, it depends on on how you structure your day. If if you're someone that likes to just get up and work out, I think there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but if you're someone maybe training for like a bodybuilding competition, maybe you might want to have a little bit of food um, in your system and you're, and you're, you're doing these two hour strenuous workouts. So I think it depends one, like your goals and what type of workouts you're doing. If you're doing some type of light cardio, I think there's nothing wrong with doing that in a fasted state. I mean, me personally, I've tested both just to see how I feel and used to do fasted workouts forever. Now I've been implementing a little bit of, um, you know, I'll have something two to three hours before, um, and, and then get into my, Usually, I you know I'm, I'm doing some type of resistance training, so I'll go into that after that. So, I think it's what whatever is you going to be consistent and sustainable for you is the one that works. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So test it out. See what works best for you. And also depending on obviously what your goal is and what you're uh, aiming for. Yeah. 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 And the, obviously at the levels of the workouts. You know, someone could say they're working out, but they're just planting in their garden or something. Right. <laughs> yep. So, yep. Cool. Which is nothing yeah. wrong with that. well that's a great workout too right again it depends on hey what you're doing like what you're if you're training for the olympics maybe that's not the best workout right but uh (laughs) if you're just trying to be healthy and flexible and live long uh that could be good too cool all right and then what would you say in terms of um you said something well i forgot there was something you said i want to ask you about but i can't remember so i'll ask you another question i have in the meantime okay like what are some tips you have to overcome hunger for people when they, again, first start getting into, I remember the question I'm gonna ask you it after, but what are some mm-hmm. tips to overcome hunger? Yeah, I think staying busy is probably like the number one tip yeah. for overcoming hunger. And then after that, um, a lot of times you are lacking, lacking in minerals. Mm-hmm. Um, so some type of salt, wa- salt water, or you know now there's a lot of these mineral powders um, that you can get to mix with your waters. So that can help, um, sort of bring hunger down and, you know, obviously black tea or green coffee. I mean, you see, (laughs) well, black tea, black, black, black coffee and green tea. I meant to say, so, uh, (laughs) you could do black tea and green. I don't know. Is there green coffee? I don't think there is actually. That could be, Um, I think we're on to something here, man. (laughs) <laughs> we should, we should uh, call Starbucks and let them know that that's the new thing. Well, I think they have that during like uh, St. Patrick's Day, and that's about it. Oh, uh, yeah. Dye their coffee green or something. I don't know. So, um, but I'm thinking, yeah, like, so I, I'm thinking like green juice because I love green juice, but most people don't. 
but it's like mm. amazing for you. Uh, so it's like, but everybody, not everybody, most people love coffee, right? They can't live without coffee. So um, that's an interesting like, hybrid of the two. But anyway, go yeah. ahead. So, no, so, okay. so I would say those are, those are the biggest ones. Like sparkling water is great too. But um, uh, I would say those are probably the best ones. But staying busy, I think, is number one because a lot of times, you know, your hunger hormones will spike when they're used to eating. So if, if, if you book something during those times, you know, that you're busy at work or, yeah. or you're doing some type of class or whatever it is, then a lot of times you, you sort of, it come, they come and go and, and you don't even realize. Right, right. Okay, cool. So, yeah, I agree. A lot of times again, staying busy, a lot of times because we're just bored and we don't know what else to do. So I like that. Yeah. Okay. What I was going to ask you is, and I'm sure there's many different ways to do it, but I heard, uh, I think it was Tim Ferriss. He's like, I like to fast three days out of a month, like consecutively. And then there was somebody else, maybe Joe Rogan or somebody, I can't remember, but he's like, I like to do one day a week of fasting and again i don't think there's a right or wrong answer i think it just depends on what your goals are and what works best for you but uh what are your thoughts on that like fasting like every month or every week or certain things like that yeah i mean i i think that right like it depends on the individual and and their goals right um you know for someone who's maybe a little bit older let's just say 70 plus mm -hmm. i think that you know, whenever you're, you fast, you know, you're putting yourself in a catabolic state, yep. which could, could create some muscle breakdown. And, and so it, it depends <laughs> on your goals, right? Like if you're an older individual and you're trying to maintain and build and preserve muscle, you know, fasting one day a week is probably not the thing you should be doing. If it's, yeah. if it's, if it's someone else who's maybe a little bit younger, or maybe they have some gut issues and they want to, um, just not, you know, give them, give themselves a little bit of a break and, and, um, and work out of the process of, of cleaning up their diet, then, you know, maybe having a fast, you know, once every couple of weeks or so, um, might work, work well for them. So I think, I think it just depends on the individual, you know, you'll hear about autophagy, which is cell cleansing, but I don't think anyone really knows how long or what, what it takes to, to trigger autophagy. Autophagy is not a black and white thing. So, um, you know, cell cleansing is something that, that, you know, I've heard, you, you know, you fast for 18 hours and you can get into autophagy, but you hear many different sources. And I think there's still a lot of research to be done about that. So, right. um, yeah, so I guess there isn't really a right or wrong. I think you can overdo it though. So I would, I, someone doing two to three day fast, like every few weeks might be a little bit of overkill on that. Right. Okay. What's autophagy again? What, what does that mean? Oh, autophagy. Autophagy is cell cleansing. Um, it's almost like, uh, I just like the easy way to explain it is like taking your car in for like an oil change. And, um, it's just your body's way of cleaning out damaged cells. Yeah. And it's just a way to like regenerate newer cells. So how do you do that through fasting? That's one of the ways. Yeah. So one of them, but you know, there's actually been some research around, um, exercise having a greater effect on it, you know? So I, I, I always like to lead with exercise for most yeah. people you know, fasting is another tool to use. And then, and then calorie restriction has been shown to yeah. trigger autophagy as well. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about the, so there's studies that show from what I've read and learned so far that the people that usually live the longest, they eat the least. 
Is that, uh, what are your thoughts on that in terms of just not eating so much food and living long enough? Yeah. That's right to like enjoying your life. Right. But right. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's arguments on both sides, you know, cause a lot of it's like mice studies too, but I mean, the people that have lived long, like for example, there's tribes that, you know, you, you can make arguments for almost anything because there's tribes who hardly eat carbs and they're like super yeah. fit, but there's other tribes that do Just like 60% carbs. of their food comes from like rice or something. Yeah. So I think a lot of it comes down to the individual. I hate coming back to that, but you know, there's some people who assimilate saturated fat really well there's some people who don't assimilate it very well um so i think there's just more research nowadays and more information out there and and you can sort of find a study that works for whatever you're thinking <laughs> uh, yeah you know i think we might have talked about that last time <laughs> you'll find um, something to back up your belief systems right I exactly yeah exactly speak about that yeah yeah so um but yeah your question was about calorie restricting but um, yeah, so I would say that, you know, getting an adequ adequate amounts of protein probably is like one of the top rules, I would say, just because of, you know, you, you don't want to deal with this muscle catabolism and muscle breakdown that could happen if you just under, under eat and under eat protein, yeah. um, especially for a lot of my clients who are 50 plus years old, yeah. um, you know, is there a specific type of protein like red meat, fish? uh like plant protein and again i'm yeah. sure on the person what's going on with them right but um yeah you know here's the thing um I'm you know i had an interview sardines. what's that i'm big on sardines i know they're oh, nice love yeah, sardines really yeah, yeah sardines are sardines are right up there I, I like those as well um uh wild caught oily fish are great a great a adjunct to your diet i had um um, mackerel. Have you ever done mackerel? Yeah. Mackerel is really good too. That comes in the can too. Sometimes like sardines. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, anchovies. I'm not such an anchovy guy, but yeah. some people, yeah. um, and then obviously wild salmon and herring. Herring's a good one. I yeah. like herring. That's cool. Uh, so do you try yeah. to do mostly fish also? Or do you, and I do some red meat. I just don't like, I don't mind. Like if I eat too much of it, I definitely feel it on my body. I'm feeling like heavier and like slower and like, takes a lot of digestive energy for me. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it. it's interesting. I, um, I did some genetic, I don't, you know, I did a genetic test and then yeah. some of the markers came back saying that actually for myself, I don't assimilate saturated fats as well as some uh, most people. So, and I was actually fairly getting, I was fairly big and high in saturated fats. So I've tried to actually cut that dial that down a little bit. Yeah. Um, Obviously, you want fats in your diet, health, you know, your for your hormones and cholesterol and things, you know, healthy cholesterol and things like that. But um, for some people, they can maybe overdo it. So I might have overdone it from that camp. So I'm trying to actually try to get some leaner meats in uh, into my diet as opposed to the fattier meats. But but yeah, I mean, you know, not all proteins are equal. I think that these plant proteins that are coming out um, are becoming it's, it's becoming easier and easier, I guess, if you're a vegetarian or a vegan to implement these plant proteins, but a lot of them don't have like the full amino acid profile, yeah. which is like probably the most important thing when it comes to proteins. Uh, I actually interviewed Dr. Don Lehman yep. and he touched a lot. He touched a lot on this. He's a protein guy. He's been studying it for like 30 years. So, <laughs> um, and he was just talking about the amino acid leucine is something that really is for, uh, is great for triggering, um, 
what's called muscle protein synthesis and leucine leucine is in some plant proteins but majority um you know it's in, it's in eggs it's in meats and things like that yeah okay and, wh and whey any, protein whey is protein. there any protein but, that has a complete protein pro amino acid profile is there any what is there any source of protein that has a complete amino acid profile i believe eggs eggs are up there eggs are like yeah um and um yeah eggs are good and if you're talking plants actually um soy's up there mm. um even though you got to make sure it's from a good source because yeah you know, yeah here soy's got some things right with estrogen and cancer and stuff like that but yeah and 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 and, and i think again i think some of that's not always totally proven i think if you get a quality soy um you'd be all right but yeah it's not something that i really add into my diet but um yeah there's been some there's been some knock on on, on overdoing it with soy protein yeah okay cool what was the genetic test that uh you took and what are some what are some other good ones i just did it through like 23 and me yeah cool. um you know just a, a basic one and um and there's just a few markers that that show that um what you do what you could do is you could do it through what's called 23 and me or an or an ans it was it ancestry.com yeah. and and then uh uh Rhonda patrick on her website has a tool where you can plug it in there and then it'll give you back a report i think it's actually like a yeah. free thing to do with her it might have been 30 bucks to, to plug in your genetic markers and it'll give you back a report and show you um you know for example like i was the slow assimilator of caffeine so i don't necessarily want to eat drinking you know cold brews even though i do like cold brews once yeah, in a while yeah. but i i think i have to use it strategically as opposed to some people assimilate ca caffeine a lot lot better yeah so that's a good uh, that's a good one so would you recommend to people to get a genetic test and maybe even a blood test to determine how they best handle certain types of food and also certain ways of eating yeah i mean you know i think that's not a bad plan i always say it's good to test a little bit um you can test nowadays it is like unbelievable you know we could probably do 30 different tests <laughs> so yeah. i you know maybe just start with a, a basic blood panel right and then you know the genetic testing thing is maybe like the next level i don't know if everyone needs to do that and i think some people worry about like the privacy the whole privacy thing with genetic testing so it's probably not for everybody I tell you one test I did that was cool um, was a hair mineral test. Oh and, yeah, um, okay. Yeah. Tell tell us about that. My friends did that actually too. They really liked it. Yeah. So upgraded formulas is a guy. Um, guy's name's Barton Scott. You know, obviously it's not the only company, but upgraded formulas does genetic testing, and then they they do a consult on top of that, and um, you know they they do testing and consultation. And, you know, the, the main things is, is it's, it's looking at heavy metals. It's looking at, um, um, uh, any minerals that you might be deficient in. And I think you'd be surprised at how many people are probably deficient in like sodium, potassium, yeah. magnesium. And, you know, you know, when you talk about just being hydrated, a lot of people are probably not hydrated enough. And when we talk about hydration, and I don't mean just water, we mean like minerals is what we talk about. A lot of people, because you're, you're losing minerals through, you know, through your bowel movements, through your sweat. And it's sort of this continuous thing that can, you know, if you do a lot of, like I do, do sauna and you're, and you're sweating during a workout, 
and you're not getting those minerals back, it can just be sort of this, this sort of deep hole you can put yourself in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So the mineralization, remineralization uh, in your body is important too. Oh yeah, for sure. And um, I'm actually doing that right now because I was a little bit deficient um, in magnesium, in um, sodium and potassium as well. So. I know you're talking a little about salts. Do you, I take the element salts? I think Rob Wolf, that's his brand. Uh, do you like to do some salts as well, like some, some, something like that? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of great ones on the market. I like the element one. Um, that one's nice because it has different flavors. Yeah. Um, I think we talked about that last time. And, um, uh, so that one's quick and easy. I'll tell you, there was a company I just got some for myself. Is it called jigsaw? Um, I could look, yeah, there was a magnesium. No, that was a magnesium supplement, but yeah, there's, I mean, Ty, you can research, uh, quite a bit on it and find maybe elements. Great. You could probably find a little bit more cost effective ones where that come in, maybe a little bit of a tub, just make sure it's obviously a good quality one yeah um that has you know the right amounts in it but okay um, yeah if i can think of the one that i use i'll uh, i'll let you know <laughs> i've cool. been drawing a blank on it but awesome yeah for sure now so since i brought up rob wolf I'm, i am wondering who are some people that you align with or not i don't say align. i think it's also good to get other people's points of view like mm. who are some people that you feel are like well respected and kind of know or like legit in what they do because in in the coaching world like life coaching oh, performance hold on for one second sir yeah hold on for one. Uh, we're good you know i got my yeah so who are some other people like i like rob wolf but i know peter atia um i like andrew weil um who are some people that you kind of think are good sources of uh, information along with yourself of course <laughs> um yeah, no, I'm a. I, I like Peter Tia. I think he gives a good balanced approach to to doing things as you age, and and you know anything from like you know he'll talk all about like different types of training and um and just things that are most important as you age. So I, I I like I like Peter Tia. Um, yeah, I've had Rob Wolf on. Um, oh, he's cool. great. I've I've had um, I like Brad Kearns, a good buddy of mine who has a podcast called B Rad, and um, nice. he gives it. Yeah, he used to be like a professional triathlete, and um, um, what's, what's his thing? What's he focus on, or what? What's his? What's part of his message? Actually, I just got off the phone with him. I mean, he he his message is honestly just trying to bring the best information out there and share it with everyone. Yeah. I think he, him, like myself, we don't try to fall into a certain camp. Yeah. So I sort of like those type of individuals that don't fall in a certain camp, and they're and they're not afraid to like say when they're wrong or just sort of adjust their their basis um based on science and whatever yeah. else is because yeah so i would say those i think the people who just have a rhetoric of oh you should only eat this way i just don't like that so, right right yeah i agree yeah i think it's smart to scan the whole landscape and find what works and have an open mind and um also be open to being wrong or other points of view that are not aligned with yours yeah exactly yeah. cool uh, I'm just noting this down real quick. Cool, man. So, and then let's, uh, I know you have your 21 day fasting challenge and I'll put the link in the bottom here for people that want to check that out. Mm. So that sounds like a cool way for people to start and, and dip their toes. Like tell us maybe how you like, 
like how what what would make people want to like how how do you run that where it's like something engages people and where it's like I'm assuming it's a little basic right for kind of people that want to dip into it a little bit and start get their feet wet or no yeah for sure i mean it it, it is fairly like sort of basic taking you like step by step like what if i what what do i do if uh i get hunger pains and yeah. how do i sort of like um um uh, navigate, you know, what I should eat. Cause it talks a little bit about some foods that can help with hunger or some foods that can are nutrient dense foods that can, um, you know, feed your body well. Cause you know, it's like when you do some fasting, you really treasure those times where you have your eating periods. And, and I think it goes hand in hand to make sure that you're eating quality foods. You know, I think that's most important. I think the fast is a way to structure it, but you know, what you're eating is, is this is, is important as well. So it gives yeah. you, yeah, it gives you sort of the week one, week two, week three, it's 21 days and you are sort of easing your way into it. So. Got it. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah. I saw you, you have this cool one pager you sent me and it showed how intermittent fasting improve. I think it's like improves your metabolic health. And then you talk about muscle building and more energy and all that. Like, how does it, help you with muscle building and have more energy if that's i don't know if that's the right assumption that i'm making by looking at that but is that true yeah i mean so how well i mean you know when you talk about muscle building i wouldn't say i put fasting and muscle building in this in the <laughs> same category um that's not to say that you can't do a form of fasting and still build muscle i mean i've been yeah. building muscle for the last however many years and i still do some type of fasting but i think you just have to be conscious on how much you're getting, how much food you're getting in along with the quality of the food and the protein that you're getting in as well. So I think you just have to make sure that you balance out those times where you're in a catabolic state along with times where you're in the growth stage and you're anabolic. Yeah. Um, so, you know, again, fasting is a tool. Um, and it all, I guess it comes back to where you're at in your life and in, and what your goals are. Right. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah. And then what about, uh, you wrote down, uh, cold therapy. I, mm. I love cold plunges. What What are your thoughts about cold plunges and or uh, cryotherapy and all that? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's this quote by Tim Ferriss. He says, "The more voluntary, more voluntary suffering you build into your life, the less involuntary suffering will yeah. affect your life." Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so I like that quote, and you know, when it comes to um, cold therapy, I mean, you know there's some studies showing maybe even in helping with fat loss, uh, boosted Im immunity, um, co-therapy has been shown to per perhaps enhance the number of immune cells, um, improved mood. I know that one right off the bat. I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty happy guy in general, but like yeah. we always know when we, when our mood can take that next level yeah. and you know, that's just obviously norepinephrine, um, will rise regard, uh, because of that cold thermogenesis. So you do get an increase in mood, attention and focus, but you know, also too is recovery. You know, I, like recently I just tweaked a little something in my back and it was like, okay, I didn't like, you know, again, it's a stressor. You don't want to overdo cold therapy, but I, it was something that I just made a habit of doing, um, over the last you know few days to help with that. So oh, cool. yeah, there's a lot of potential benefits. And I just think most importantly, it just teaches you to be on, be comfortable in an uncomfortable situation and, and, yeah. and learn how to, to deal with that and, 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 and focus on your breath. I love that. Yeah. And, and that's funny. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you about some breath work too, in a second, 
Um, yeah. I love the quote from Tim Tony Tony Robbins. When I worked for him, he'd always say, "You're either gonna you're gonna experience pain in life. It's part of life, part of growing, right? It's just like working out. You're gonna go through the the growing process, but you can either bring it to you and like grow, like kind of voluntarily, or you're gonna wait until it kind of comes to you when you're when you're avoiding it, right? So I like the idea of like going out and building the muscle every day and uh, putting it on yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about that. I mean. Um, it's not something that is for everybody right off the bat, just like probably not for fasting. Everybody, they have to sort of ease their way into it and you don't have to do it. Like, for example, I'm so I'm lucky. I wish I could take the camera back with me. I have a cold plunge that I put in my house. Oh yeah. It's pretty sweet. I'll, I'll send you when we're done. I can send you a picture. It's pretty cool. Um, it's like the best thing I've put in my house. (laughs) Is it one of the ones that kind of filters itself out too? And that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I, I wish I had the ocean, but we don't, I'm in, you know, I'm, I'm, I've liked Michigan, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not too close to that. But, yeah. um, when I was in California, I remember, I remember going in the ocean and I was like, it was like in the fifties and everyone's staring at me like I'm crazy, but yeah. Right. Was... Well, the, the ocean here in Puerto Rico isn't cold enough, but, uh, yeah. So my friend right around the corner, my business partner, he has a cold plunge, which is nice. And mm. I want to get one set up out here too. So. Um, oh yeah so nice to have it like once you build the habit it's like i oh. feel like a superhuman every time i jump in there and usually i try to do it in the morning or as early as possible oh, yeah 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 you won't need any coffee anymore yeah right <laughs> lights you up that's awesome yeah um and then breath work i love breath work too and and by and it's so funny it's like you should all start fasting doing cold plunges and breath work right away no don't don't do that right away <laughs> um, ease into it but yeah like, yeah i mean breath work really yeah what's that go ahead i was gonna say breath work is really useful when i cold plunge right when i'm just most people it's harder when you're just freaking out right if you breathe bring the oxygen to all your cells and your muscles and your blood it's a lot mm-hmm. more manageable but uh, yeah tell us about the benefits of breath work in in cold plunging and also in general yeah i mean like you said breath work is a great way to sort of just handle anytime you're in a stressful situation any type of anxiety um there's there's a lot of different techniques around it um i actually had a a gentleman by the name of avi greenberg on my podcast and we did some breathwork sessions after that because i was really interested in it and i mean we did it for like 50 minutes through like a zoom call and it was it was great it was like talk about just a way to just um you know, there's different types of breath work. The ones that we did focused more on like settling down and settling in. There Ooh. are breath works like Wim Hof teaches some that are a little more energetic. So yeah. it, I think it just dep- depends on on the goals. But but like you said, you're going to have to really learn how to breathe if you start doing some type of cold <laughs> cold therapy because that's how you how you sort of work your way through it. Yep. And so that's why I love I love these like these somewhat free tools that you can do and use where you can like you know get an edge in life and just optimize and like you said it's like you don't need to go out and buy all these supplements if you're if you're if your sleep is shitty and your stress is bad it's like let's focus on those two things yep i agree yeah that's so and i love the idea that um there's different like prescriptions to breath work right depending on your outcome just like fasting and i do love that mm-hmm. you said that too right you don't need to go out and do all this crazy stuff, get the fundamentals down first. I know we said last time, sleep, like water. Most people don't drink enough water every day. Like if you just dial in those two first, and it's funny, like a lot of my clients, 
we start with things like that too. I don't coach them on like health specifically, but it's part of peak performance to have more energy and optimize your body. So that, that's like the low hanging fruit where it's like, they don't even drink enough water. They don't even sleep properly. And like, they think it's like, oh, I wanna do the, the other stuff. And I'm like, do this first. And they can't even fucking do it. I'm like, you can't even do this basic stuff. Like if you could do that, like you're gonna feel incredible. And if it's so easy, do it, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think people just oversee that stuff and they take it for granted maybe. Um, yep. Like even just breathing. Like, are you conscious? Like, are you breathing through your nose? Like, yeah. Uh, that's an important technique to get down. I know a lot of people do put like tape on their mouth. Yep. Like when it comes to like sleep, I've tried that. It's not bad. It takes a little while to get used to. <laughs> I do. Um, I do that at night out. So it's really helpful. It's kind of a okay. weird annoying in the beginning, but yeah, it feels really good. Yeah. You get used to it just like anything else. Yeah. For me, when I do it, if like when I wake up, it's like, to me, that's like breath work all night. Cause otherwise I'll be like, with my mouth open drooling so like when i'm breathing through my nose it's a lot better for you i read that book by uh james Nestor called breath yeah. where he talks about mouth breathing is like one of the worst things you can do for yourself mm. so just having my mouth closed for like eight hours when i'm sleeping is huge and i feel like fully lit up when i wake up in the morning yeah yeah i mean it's that's yeah that's a that's a good thing i think the tape it's definitely uh, uh, something that could help with that, and uh, but just being conscious and aware of of where how you're breathing is is I think the first step. Oh yeah, for sure, I agree with that too. Yeah, yep, sweet. So if somebody wanted to start fasting, and I know we said this a little bit in the beginning, but they could. What are some simple steps? Maybe give them like three steps on how to do it. One, they could check out your challenge, which I would definitely is probably a good idea. You could have somebody guide you through that and the link is going to be below but what are what are like three simple pieces of advice you might give somebody and i know you said originally in the beginning push back half an hour each day a little bit maybe what are two other ones that people can uh to try to implement yeah i would say easing your way into it maybe finding someone to do it with partner up with someone uh, yeah. i think it helps to always have someone to do it with or a coach to coach you along Nope. Um, like you said, a challenge of myself or some type of journal where you can record these things, I think can really help yeah. and, you know, not, not beating yourself up. I think that like, we might've talked about this last time, but getting caught up in the nuance of everything is, um, I think can be a waste of energy and time. It's yeah. like, you'll have people ask you, Oh, if this drop of cream is in my coffee, is, is my, like, you know, is my fast gone to crap? It's like. Well, maybe technically you've t taken in calories and, and you're not, you know, but like, honestly, taking in, putting a little cream in your coffee to help you with a fast is not, you know, it's not, it's not like you're going to like sh shrivel up and, yep. <laughs> and like, <laughs> um, and like fall to your side. So like, all I'll say is, is don't, don't be too hard on yourself. Tell people that are, you know, only surround yourself with people who will support support you in your efforts and and just ease your way into it yeah okay cool yeah do you have like a do you have a mindfulness or mind uh mindset practice that you like to do and maybe in your morning routine or nightly routine or yeah i you know what i've done i usually do a little bit of meditation and i i've been doing breath work uh as well so like i think that those are good. And there's so many great apps, you know, you could just do it for 10 minutes. Um, I, I do do some journal writing as well, like yep. a gratitude journal. So those, those are, those are, um, you know, 
breathwork meditation, I consider those fairly similar. And then, and then maybe some type of um, a gratitude journal. Cool. I love that. So breathwork, meditation, gratitude journal. I love that. Those are great. I, I do all yeah. as well. That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. And then if somebody wanted to check out your, I know you also have the blueprint. Your, oh yeah. The, your the six month program. program. Yeah. That's yeah. A six month program. program. That's yeah. That's, that's, you know, sort of like in interview process, depending, you know, on the individual. So we sort of just interview each other to some degree, but also find out if they're a fit. And yeah. that's a six month program where I'll, I'll coach them every week on all sort of my like six principles of that program, which is, you know, sleep stress and meal cool. timing and activity upgrade and things like that. I love that. And that that's the fat burner blueprint program. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. And then I want to circle back real quick before we start to wrap this up. Uh, what what is uh, your morning routine look like, and also your nightly routine? I know you said a little bit just now with the breath work, meditation, and journaling. That might be it, but like walk us through a typical day of your kind of your morning routine, leading up to your nightly routine, and kind of moving through that process. Yeah, so morning routine right off the bat, I go for a walk with my dogs. <laughs> yeah. So pretty much rain or shine, we're out there, and uh, that's probably you know 20, 20, 30 minute walk, and then after that, I'm, I've been I. I've been learning piano. So I, I'll do like literally probably 10 minutes of piano, 15 minutes of piano. Nice. And then from there, I'll usually get into my morning and, and, um, take some type of electrolytes in the morning. Cause I've been working on getting my, my sodium and potassium levels up. So I'll take, you know, do some type of drink in the morning, um, water, cut that with, um, some type of element powder or something else. And then, from there, I usually get into my day. Sometimes I'll read a little bit, but usually I'll, if I read, it's towards nighttime because that sort of is a great way to just like settle in. Um, and then I'm, I'm on my, I'm on my day. Nice. My day. Love that. Yeah. Cool. Do you meditate in the morning or no, or sometimes or, you whatever? know, I, I'll do, I, I, one thing I did forget is I, I'll try to do some type of movement. You know, I, I know the walking is movement, but I'll do a little bit of a movement routine, you know, maybe like a light yoga or something, just like yeah. 10 minutes just to get the body going. Okay, cool. When do yeah. you normally work out? When do you like to train? Are you, are you training these days, like lifting weights or? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been resistance training for a long time. I, I usually do my workouts midday. I'm, yeah. Um, I used to work out in the morning and then I've sort of pushed it. Uh, I try to just do all my like brain activities in the morning and then and then I'll usually work out a mid midday, um, you know, maybe 12, 1 o'clock. Okay, cool. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. And then what does your nightly routine look like? When do you like to wind down? And like, how do you normally do that? Yeah. I mean, my wife and I, we try to eat dinner pretty early. So we're usually done eating around six 30, I would say. Yeah. Um, and then maybe one more walk with the dogs and, um, and then just wind, wind down. I mean, I'll, I have like some blue light glasses. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you had them on before I we use were them right here. Yeah. These are so so good. I'll put, yeah, I'll put those on if I got to do a few emails and some stuff in the evening. Yeah. Yeah. And at first it was sort of strange, but now I like, I sort of like wearing them. Oh yeah. Um, they're so good. Especially yeah. looking at screens during the day. Um, you should really get the day ones, get the day. I, ones. I have the day ones too. Okay. I just like these right now because sometimes I like the orange tint. I have the day, my day ones are yellow. Those okay. are good too, but I feel like these are a little stronger in terms of blocking stuff. Yeah. You like them. What, what brand do you like to use? These are called Swannies, but my friend, James Swanwick, he started this company called Swanwick. Oh, is that is that a buddy of yours? That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Do you know James? 
I don't know James. No. Okay, but do you, like, do you know of them or the company or? Yeah, the company. Yes. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what brand mine are. I've had them for so long. Um, there's quite a bit of there's quite a bit of companies who've jumped on that, but yeah. um, but they do good work. Cool. I love that. So, how can people connect with you and find you to reach out, take one of your programs, get to connect with you? Yeah, I mean, it's all. Yeah, it's all on my on BrianGrin.com. You know, the website. If they're, if they're looking for the fasting challenge, it's twenty one day fasting challenge dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a book coming out in like a month, um, nice. so that's exciting. And then, um, yeah, so that's the best place I would say. BrianGrin.com, sort of my hub. So, what's going to be the title of the book? Oh, that's a great question. We're still, you know, we're still in the works on the title a little uh-huh. bit. It's almost like sometimes the title will come last. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yep. So um cool. We're still in the works. So yeah, I'll let you know. That. I'll let you know when it comes out. Cool. Awesome. And then to wrap it up, two questions. One is what do you want people watching this to take away from this? And then I'm gonna ask you. Yeah, that. so people watching this to take away from it, I would just say that um self-experimentation is 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 most important and it's easy to get caught up in every other study that's being done yeah but you know just finding what works for you is most important cool i love that self-experimentation and also yeah yeah, finding what works best for you i love that and then if someone found value in this what random act of kindness do you wish that they would take to pay it forward oh um so if someone found value in this what random act of um okay um yeah maybe do some type of um you know i do meals on wheels i know we're talking about that so maybe some type of charity organization that helps feed individuals who are um you know less fortunate i love that so i maybe donate or maybe even volunteer like an hour or two of their time Mm -hmm. yeah i love that awesome man Thank you so much, Brian. It's been a great time talking to you and learning from you and sharing this with everybody else. Thanks. Thanks, Diane, for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. Make sure to grab your morning tools down below to make sure you kick off your day in a peak state. Also, check out the sponsors down below. And I will leave you with a wonderful poem from an anonymous writer. It is titled, Forgive. That slight misdeed of yesterday... Why should it mar today? The thing he said, the thing you did, have long since passed away. For yesterday was but a trial, today you will succeed. And from mistakes of yesterday will come some noble deed. Forgive yourself for thoughtlessness. Do not condemn the past, for it is gone with its mistakes. Their memory cannot last. Forget the failures and misdeed from such experience rise. Why should you let your head be bowed? Lift up your heart and eyes.